Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, gamers, geezers, geeks, and nerds alike. It's this week's Monkey Nut Punch podcast. I must remember to say the right podcast because I get very close to saying the other one and vice versa. I was half expecting you to say gamers alike. (laughs) Yeah, I do. I do on the other one. (laughs) I have to watch that. Anyway, thank you for listening. Um, We'll be back next week. Um, Yeah. um, I'm I'm, I'm joined here by Keith. Hello, Keith. Hello, Keith. Um. (laughs) Um, Hello, peeps. This week. So this week's show... We'll be talking about why you should watch Garden of Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy because it's the last decent Marvel film that you'll see, maybe ever. And Keith's going to try and t- ask me to watch Apple TV Silo, which uh, I don't like being pigeonholed, I'll be honest with you, or put in a silo. Um, <laughs> but we'll also talk a little bit about Apple TV's Blackbird, which I've been wanting to talk about for like, mm-hmm. I've come up for a month now. And, uh, I'm getting there with it. I'm getting, getting there, there with it. Yes. I'm getting there with it. So, where should we start? Where do you want to start? Well, should we should we do the news first? Should oh, we do the news? The news. Um, the, the news. News. Um, okay, so there was two bits of news this week that kind of interested me. Uh, the first one was that um, Paramount, the 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 the, the long suffering Paramount Plus. Um, which you know was meant to be cutting money and blah blah blah, is officially a success um, with over 16 million subscribers, and they cited in no small part this was down to uh, Picard season three and the Yellowstone sort of universe because they've got a Yellowstone spin-off show which had Helen Mirren, um, yes. uh, and that was uh, 1923. Now they call that universe. That thing's now called a universe, and I don't know what they refer to it as, but there's like a couple of shows, and there's another one coming along as well. Um, but it's the fact that they cited Picard season three, not Discovery, um, Strange I, New I, Worlds. I, now, this is the thing is, I think Strange New Worlds has been thrown in there for marketing because Strange New Worlds is coming out soon. Yeah. So they want people to be yeah. excited for it. Oh, this is one of the things that saved Paramount Plus. Oh, might back, you know, backfire. I, I think it is. I, I I think as we get through the season of Strange New Worlds, it's just not going to have the hype. Now, okay, some of that is nostalgia factor. I am not going to deny that. But actually, a lot of it was because it was just damn good Shrek. Um, and no matter how many of the Discovery simps out there argue, you know, try and argue that Discovery Season 4 was the best show, because trust me, there's enough of them at the moment on the Picard Facebook group. Um, it, it's not, because if it was that good, it have a season six. Does it have a season six? Q tumbleweed. Um, or, or, <laughs> all that money they got from Netflix just run out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if it was that popular, would it still be on Netflix? Q tumbleweed. Anyway, um, so I, I found that piece of uh, news interesting, um, and the fact that they've actually cited it, they must know. The viewing figures. We know Strange New Worlds never made, made the, um, the the Nielsen ratings. Picard did, right? They must know that whatever they've announced, I, I, I'm willing to lay a bet. I do not think we're going to... Oh, he derped. As a movie. Or a limited series. 
had to derp, had to derp during the important bit there. Uh, I did. I, I didn't. I didn't derp. Uh, but you yeah, my... uh, the little symbol says you derped. That's why I put the little symbol up there to figure if it's me or you. Right. Anyway, so um, I was saying I don't think we're going to see. I will be surprised if we see Academy now. Uh, I I think they announced Academy hoping that it would have some kind of huge um, following, and it hasn't. And I, I and, and you know a lot of the Picard season three people are like we don't want Academy. We want Legacy. We want legacy i i you know they went five seasons on discovery and then cancelled it they cancelled it because no one is fucking watching the show why are you going to make starfleet academy set in the same timeline nobody gives a shit and after Picard season three more people don't give a shit <laughs> i've just realized um, something if they're doing a yeah. starfleet academy it's not going to be like san francisco academy because they're like in the no, far. It's not on Earth. Not even going to be remotely like Northfleet Academy. No. That's I mean, you read the symphonies, and, and, and they, they've all but announced Tilly. And I mean, you know, you, you know, Tilly um, is. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> but seriously, seriously, it's not Tilly. It's Tilly um, because uh, no, it's just going to be rubbish. So just come on, Paramount get on with it um, and announce it. You don't have to say anything more. I know there's a tiny little writer strike going on at the moment, which is going to be the single biggest fuck you to Hollywood. Um, but um, yeah, um, I just find it interesting that they cited Picard season three in that, and that, that, that just says a lot. And um, anyway, other good news, Gareth, Ooh. which other good news is the, the 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 B five reboot is no longer a reboot. It's an animated film, and it's already been done. It's already been done. And it's it's already in the can, mate. It's it's done, edited, cut. It's coming out in the next couple of months, apparently. I don't no. know where it's been released, but apparently, well, when I was watching it, it got announced. They 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 said it's done. It's done. It's in the can. It said it's done. It's in a can. Do you think that they're going to, um, how can I put it, revive certain actors and bits? You see, here's the thing, right? If you're going to do a B five movie, you've got to have either those characters in, or you go down the Excalibur route, mm. right? But like, literally, half the cast is dead, and like. Almost all my favorite characters are dead. And you know, every time anybody's asked me, who do you love? Garibaldi, Shakar, and Londo. Um, Londo's not unfortunately. dead. I thought he was. I thought the Londo no, actor. Jakar's, Jakar's, uh, not Jakar. Peter Jurassic or Jurassic, sorry. Is he still he's, alive? He's still alive. Oh, awesome. Sorry, Peter. Um, um, but <laughs> I, but Shakar <laughs> actor is unfortunately passed away. And like, I, I think Shakar is probably my favourite character, along with, well, I loved Susan Bonover as well. I mean, you know, who, you know, yeah, yeah. There's diversity for you. There's a good female character. Uh, right, uh, There's a kick-ass fucking female she character had, that she had it. a great speech with the. Um, she had one of the most. What best. was it? It goes, "Who am I, sweetheart? Because I'm the, I'm this, that, the other. Because I'm the last, I'm the last living person you're ever going to see." And then she ends it with. God sent me and then blows them all to hell. And it's like, yep. that's a speech. That's, that's how you create a threatening speech. Well done. That was one thing that, that, that JMS could do. He could 
do he could do this big monologues and there was yeah. always a joke because he always wrote the big monologues for delenn so whenever mara ferlin got a thingy all the actors were like quick find a chair because <laughs> she's got to get this right and it's going to take a while which was um, yeah. which was great but uh it, it's yeah it's coming um it's going to be there um it's been done it's scripted um and it's ready um so I, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I know it's animated, but I think it's the only way you can do it, uh, and the effects are still going to be better. Um, you know, there was part of me that was sitting there thinking the other day, I, I'm kind of glad they're not doing a reboot, because I just don't think you can reboot something that iconic. If you've got that kind of money, go back and remaster it and just put it out again, because I guarantee you it'll get viewers. You just put it out again, you know, put it out with, you know, decent special effects, right? Because those White Star ships are cooler than anything in sci-fi. Um, you know, do them fucking proud. Stick them out there. Spend the money on remastering it. It'll still be cheaper. Mm. And it'd be awesome. Awesome. Re remaster it and stick it out on 4K Blu-ray. I've seen, if you, you can find remastered bits where people have taken bits of it and remastered it. Yes. Yes. Um, I've done the same with Voyager too. Um, yeah. And it looked, and, and they're good. They're good. I, 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 I enjoy them. Um, I, I, I just don't know what it's going to be about. I mean, you know, when is it going to be set? Is it set after Sheridan um, is gone? Because if it's after the Sheridan, it can't really be Babylon 5. So is it just Babylon 5 universe or is it actually going to be set on Babylon 5? And if it's going to be set on Babylon 5, you've kind of got to have Shakar. And I don't think you can find somebody that can do Shakar. <laughs> yeah, it has to, you know, I, I, I don't see anyone else that can do it. He, he's still, I loved that character. I, lo I, I loved that character. And, and, and he starts off, he's one of those characters that goes on a journey because he doesn't, you, you're not entirely sympathetic to him at first. Mm. But by the end of it, he's a lovable rogue. Um, and his and Londo's relationship was just real. Oh, and by was, the end of it, it's, it was, it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful in many ways. It's tragic. Would start off the worst, the worst of enemies, and then turn into the best yeah. of friends. Yeah, which I think is and genuinely have respect for each other, despite yes. everything. Um, a brilliant character. See, this is the thing. Great writing because they had character journeys. Susan Ivanova didn't just turn up awesome. Susan Ivanova earned it. Listening Hollywood, earned it. Yes, right. And I fucking adore her. She is awesome. Um, that's what you know. She's not. She's not awesome. Oh, she's so awesome. No, she is awesome. At she earned it. It, and and the thing is, most of the time she was she was uh, her thing was, it wasn't her like one of her big struggles was just to fight away the frustration and the anger. Yeah, it's like kind of when um, what's his most Sinclair disappears off to get replaced with Sheridan. She's left in charge of the station. There's a great thing where you've got all these ambassadors. They follow her into a lift. They start yelling at her, and then all of a sudden, gets to the top floor. It goes and it goes. If you don't like it, because I will move your sh your your seat goes all the way down the corridor into the bloody fusion reaction. Do you hear me? And then she you know, walks away. But her log, because she's doing a captain's log style thing, says, oh, I, I'm handling it quite well. 
Because <laughs> she's not. She knows she's not, but she's not allowed to put that in the report um, because That's she's angry because she's frustrated. She doesn't know what's going on. That which makes her human. Yeah, I've yeah. I, I heard this. I had this theory of why um, writing is is bad, and it involves women. Do you want to hear my controversial sexist take on why writing is bad oh, for women? Yeah. Yeah, it, I, I, and I I would like to thank Lego for this. Okay, so oh, I know, I know so Lego from. were in under the impression that um, girls would play with boys' toys and boys would play with girls' toys. Yeah, doesn't happen. Okay, they 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 spent billions on working this out. Yeah, and if you look at the Lego range, yeah, the stuff for boys is kind of like your superheroes, your Harry Pottery sort of things, but the stuff for girls isn't really branded it's under the friends label have you seen that yeah where it's all like girly things and the, what mm. they discovered was is when you give a boy a batman toy yeah they become batman they are bruce wayne with the gadgets doing the fighting and they're doing all that stuff yeah you give a girl a batman toy she is herself wearing a batman costume it's true yeah, and all she yeah. does is 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 Batman now goes through whatever she goes through. And when I heard that, I was like, oh my god, everything starts to make sense now. You crank the code. This is why when you this sounds awful, when you put female writers on, and I, they're not all like this. I know they're not all like this because I've I uh, there are ones out there that have got an imagination, but female writers can't they keep putting themselves in there. They keep putting their own politics in there. They look at like She-Hulk, yeah? It's all about the things, uh, the, the writer's own experiences and and their little kind of, oh, I don't like this nonsense, rather than I'm Jen Waters, um, I, I, the mafia tried to kill me and Bruce Wayne saved me, not Bruce Wayne, Bruce Banner saved me, yeah? And, you know, how do I cope with this? Because now I'm, I'm, I'm a superhero. Oh yeah, I've got a, I've got a different standard that I need to hold up. People are going to look up to me. People are going to expect me to save them. Yeah, mm. I can do the lawyering thing. I know the lawyering thing. Yeah, but I don't know the superheroing thing. Yeah. So, yeah, it's. I yeah. I I don't think it's just women that that that, that want this identification, but it always seems to be that. But I don't think it is just that. Um, I I I think Hollywood is creatively bankrupt. Disney is the worst offender keeps making its own cartoons into thing and i just love how universe even the normies are panning peter pan um see what i did there um but they they but they are and I mean, i've seen clips from it and they make me cringe it's like how did this get past any executive at disney i mean seriously right if i was a major shareholder in disney i would be really asking questions about competence right now um because you know that line this is no boys magic it's like it's so cliche and 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 so unimaginative and so unoriginal how did this script get made i mean mm -hmm. I, i'm sorry right now i'm getting to the point where these organizations that people keep defending, they're undefendable, they're indefensible now. Disney is indefensible. If Disney burns, I'll be upset about never going to Disneyland. That's it. Disney it, is not the organization it once was. It is not a bastion of creativity. It's a bastion of bankrupt 
horrible individuals who write these scripts based upon hate. I, no, no, it's not based upon hate. It's just based upon their pet peeves. They, for some th- reason, yeah, they feel that what they're writing is therapy for them. They think that 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 this is the way that they get expressed themselves because this is the life they live. They can't. They cannot move outside their own boundaries, yeah? It comes back to the toy thing. You give a boy a Batman toy, and I know when I said that, you were like, I'm Batman, yeah? In your head, you went, I'm Batman. And you got, you're got just thinking about throwing batarangs and firing I'm stuff I'm looking at two Lego Batman toys right now. <laughs> yeah. And you imagine that you're Batman. I did this as a kid, yeah? Um, I'll give an example. It's a weird thing, yeah, right? When I was younger, um, and we had, like, Italia 90 on. Remember Italia 90? the little Lego man kicking the football. Um, everybody was obsessed with like Paul Gascoigne. Yeah. And yeah. Paul Gascoigne's nickname was Gaza. Yeah. And my nickname was Gaza. Yeah. I didn't want to be Paul Gascoigne because Paul Gascoigne wasn't cool. Do you know who I wanted to be? Lineker. I wanted to be John Barnes. Barnes. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Barnes was cool. <laughs> Barnes was, Barnes played for Liverpool was the first thing. Yeah. Was, the Liverpool the, family. And now he's, he's, he, I'm, I'm slimmer than him now. Which makes me feel better about myself. It, it's, but at the time, John, I wanted to be John Barnes. He was a midfielder. He was solid. Came across as a, like the leader sort of person. Thing didn't burst into fucking tears when things went wrong. Yeah, he was cool. He did the Liverpool rap when we had the. Sorry, he did the, the England rap when we had the thingy. It was great. Yeah, I wanted to be John Barnes. John Barnes is black. Mm. But he was cool. That's why I wanted mm. to be John Barnes. Yeah, because yeah, he was a cool. I felt that, and I, it's weird. I can associate I with someone like that. I don't. I don't, I don't understand get... why we have to fit people into boxes. You know, I I I I I know quite a few gay people, right? I've never seen somebody go. I wish that every show on I had to have a lesbian on it. I've known people that wanted to be Catherine Janeway, right? A lesbian wanted to be Catherine Janeway, not because she fancied her. She thought she was cool, right? Why do we have to suddenly fit people into all these boxes? It makes absolutely no sense. And I completely understand. You you know, I used to think Will Smith and Fresh Prince was really funny and cool. I loved Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I loved that show, right? In fact, by today's standards, if you apply today's standards to Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, that was a deeply racist show because every time there was a white guy in it, he was a bit of a fucking pompous prick every time in that show. That, by today's standards, if you reverse them, would be deemed a very racist show. It's not. It was just a funny show, right? But I just, I, I do not understand some of this bullshit. But it, it, look, I, I'm kind of enjoying watching Disney get to get it stuck to. Now we have a writer's strike. And it, 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 talk about, you know, hitting the self-destruct button. You've lost a trillion fucking dollars to... Um, uh, over your streaming fucking stuff, a trillion fucking dollars, right? And 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 now you're having a writer strike. <laughs> Good one, Hollywood. Well done. Uh, 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 the the thing that's the telling is that well, we don't using AI. And it's well, like this is what of... I was thinking. I, I'm I'm waiting for for like you know one of the late night shows to come back with a with a, with, with with an AI produced show because you know. I mean, there's a, a YouTuber that I follow who does like smart homes, a guy called Paul Hibbert, right? And he did an entire he he put into Jack TBT, write me a 10 minute YouTube script in the style of Paul Hibbert, right? And he did it. And it kind of worked. 
and I'm just waiting for that to happen. I, I, I generally, I can see one of the late night shows going, fuck it. Um, because I, I think this can go a hundred days again. I think it can possibly go longer. And, you know, it means I'm not going to get decent entertainment for a while, but look, I can go back and watch Picard season three again. This is awesome. Um, and, you know, fuck it. I, 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 this needs to happen. These writers need to fucking, you know, writer's strike, writer's strike. You, you think you deserve more money? Really? Oh, no, that's actually saying that. Uh, it, they don't get uh, apparently they get paid fuck all, and this won't be where the problem comes from because they only yes, get paid they... what well, no, no, hang on, hang on a second, hold on a second, right? If you want exceptional, you pay for exceptional, if you want ordinary, you pay ordinary, and they're paying ordinary, which means we get ordinary. Um, I wouldn't even say it's yeah. ordinary, I'd say it's shit for the most part. Yeah. Not everything is shit, you know. Terry Matthias wrote pretty decent Picard season three. I'm gonna keep playing that. I love that show. Um, oh, but, all right. hang on. Yeah, hold on, on a second. Did you did you see um, uh, the little Twitter exchange between him and Russell T Davis? No, I missed this. Russell T Davis posted a big thing, Picard, saying, "I really enjoyed it. Perfect. Thank you very much, Terry Metalis." To which he went, "Oh my God, I'm a massive fan. I love Children of Earth." Yeah, which is his, yep. which was his reply. Yep. Talk to which. Um, yep. Which is cool. I, I, that's yeah. absolutely awesome. That's, that they, they had that exchange. Yeah, but Terry's Matt, right. This is the thing. Terry Metalis is one of us, right? And 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 look, he he went on live with all of the uh, the um the geeks and gamers lot when others wouldn't go anywhere near them. You know, he thinks like us. There was enough fucking hints in Picard season three. He has to say what he says because he works in Hollywood and he wants another job. I understand that. But you can tell he doesn't fucking believe a word of it. You know, by his style of writing, by his quality of writing, that 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 he the guy knows what he's doing. The guy loves what he's doing. Every fucking character in there earned their fucking place. He gave, you know, yeah, we got Dr. Crusher, but she fucking earned her place. Was she perfect? No. But he wrote that that way. It, it this is what so annoys me. You get something like that. And, you know, there's all these people that bang him over. It was all nostalgia. No, it fucking wasn't. We've had such oh. shit writing for years. It was just uh, awesome. No, no, no. He, he definitely threw nostalgia in there. But he used it. There's a correct way of using it and a wrong way of using it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like, like using a tumble dryer. Yeah. You use it to clean your clothes, you know, dry your clothes with. That's great. Don't use it to have a piss in. Yeah. And then dry the piss out, which they've been using mm. doing before. That's my analogy. Mm. <laughs> Pissing in a tumble dryer. But I, I, I mean, look, <laughs> I, I, the writers are on strike, and I, and I just think it's funny. I think they're they're, they're screwing themselves over uh, completely, and it just makes me giggle. Uh, um, I, I think that that Hollywood will use this as an opportunity to get rid of the Warner Brothers. Definitely will. We use this to get get rid of some of the activists. Disney won't. Disney are dumb. Are Disney's dumb as a done. Fucking bag of rocks. They're not just dumb. They're done. Their two biggest um, IPs are in absolute fucking tatters. Right? They they desperately need Indiana Jones to be a big hit, and I don't think it's going to be. Uh, not with Phoebe Waller Bridger running around. Big, what you're going to hear is mm. uh, biggest drop off. That's what that's what yeah. you'll hear. Biggest drop off. It, it's it's not. Disney are done. They are creatively bankrupt. They have done nothing. They haven't brought any new IP out. 
it's just fucking next Disney product. And I know the fandom has used this, but it's right. It's just next Disney product. They're a manufacturer now. They're not create creators. They 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 are creatively bankrupt. There is nobody writing innovative, new, brave things. None of them are brave. You know, the stunning and brave thing. None of them are brave. You are making horse shit. Right? Yes. That fucking Star Wars game, Jedi Survivor, which still feels more like Star Wars than almost anything Disney's done. It somehow manages to nail the music, nail the right. That's not you, Disney. That that's 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 the gaming company that have just gone, we love fucking Star Wars and we're gonna make a really good game around it. And they have done. They've told a good story. That's nothing to do with Disney. Right? They they they're just licensing it. And it's still better than anything Disney has done. So maybe the future of fucking Star Wars is in the next Jedi Survivor game, the final fucking one in the trilogy. The worst uh, thing is. The worst thing is they're going to rip that fucking game off as much as they can. You know it. It feels so like Star Wars, guys. When you're running around the pew and the music, they nail that music. They nail the the the, the, the tones of it. it. It just it feels like Star Wars. And you like Cow. You like the character. You know he he's he's flawed. He's not fucking perfect. There's no fucking perfect women running around that, that have not earned their right to be there. He you know the the. the the, the the sort of not romance character that was uh, uh, on Dagomir, you know, you know, the witch. Again, she's just not awesome. She's not immediately awesome. She's flawed. She's quirky. She's not. It's just so much better written than anything Disney has done. <laughs> and, and and I'm looking at going, you're fucked. You are utterly fucked. I mean, okay. you know. You're just fucked. <laughs> Sorry, Disney, but you are. You have to do something radical, and I don't see it happening. Um, right? Do you talking of Disney? Right? Do, do you want to sell me on Guardians of the Galaxy three or, or, or attempt to? Yes, I will sell you on, on Guardians of the Galaxy three because it's the last good Marvel film that you will ever see. Might as well enjoy it. It's a similar thing. It's a similar thing with Star Trek Picard. It may be the last decent Star Trek you ever see. You might as well see him. Okay. Now, uh, starts off and things. they're on no... Oh, sorry? I've heard mixed things, so sell me on it. Okay. Um, some of the people I, I heard review, especially ads from Hill vs. Babyface, I, I could slap him around because he's, he's, what he said is not fucking representative of what I watched at all. Mm, okay. doesn't surprise me. All right. Okay. Yeah. Um, it wasn't. But then again, if you hear the story behind... Him having to wait 40 minutes for them to fix the projector. He may have been in a bad mood by the time he got around to watching the damn thing. So that may have affected it. But um, I watched it. I watched it on Friday with me, with the family, brought my father and Nora along. Um, the, it starts off and uh, you've got them on nowhere trying to fix everything up. Rocket's got um, Peter's Zoom and he's listened to loads of tracks on it. Peter's drunk because. Uh, Still hasn't got over the fact that Gamora isn't Gamora. Um, and then all of a sudden, Adam Warlock comes in and then just starts beating the shit out of everyone. Um, so he comes in, just just absolutely um, mullers as many people as he can. Um, breaks like poor Nebula into pieces, but because she's like a robot, she can pop herself back together. Um, does Drax in um, and fucks up Rocket. 
Um, they manage to get one over. Nebula gets a shit back together. Drax beats the crap out of him. Comes back for like round two, beats the crap out of him. And Nebula, while he's doing that, Nebula then stabs him and he's like winks. Like, he, well, he doesn't give a wink. Practically gives a wink to turn around and goes, I distracted you long enough for her to finish you off. So it feels like a nice team effort thing. So it wasn't like kind of completely unearned. Anyway, they go to fix Rocket up and then they realize that Rocket has, because of his cybernetics, has a proprietary code that won't let him fix him. They have to put this in, put this code in order for them to fix him. And the code is held by um, the high evolutionary who's, who I'm only aware of from a Spider-Man cartoon from the late nineties where he had this alternate earth where he had lots, he had people and his creatures that he created, which are like half like, you know, rabbit or dog or whatever. Um, so they go to this, this like space where they got this stuff and, um, I'm not joking all the way through it. You get the feeling that someone's going to die. Yeah. So they get to this base thing. It's mate, it's organic. It's all been grown. They managed to break in some, you know, some shenanigans happen with flushing things out through the, the airlock. They meet Nathan Fillion. Um, and it's great. Costello has a conversation with him and he's like, kind of. He's talking about Drax and he's like kind of always got a dumb one with us like that goes, but he's the boss's son. So we can't say anything. And he's like, I've got a dumb one with me too. This one here, <laughs> he goes on about the guy, this guy standing next to him. What do you mean I'm dumb? It's like kind of just wraps the thing up. And um, they eventually go through the thingy um, to try and find the code. It's all weird and that. And um, they, they recover it and it's like kind of weird, like gooey thing. They've got um, Gamora with her. They've, she's been hired as a, what do you call it? Like a mercenary to sort all mm. the stuff out. Peter's trying to persuade her and Nebula's getting pissed off with him. It's like, she doesn't get it. She doesn't get it. She just doesn't get it. She's not the same person. I know this one. She's a bitch. Yeah, practically. Yeah. And it's like, kind of, no, 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 no. I can get through to her. And then he's like trying to put the moves on this uh, receptionist because oh, we need to get into the vaults like that. And he's, he's being all like cool, calm and and, and, and whatnot. Um, and like Gamora's like kind of she puts him down, but it plays off but it plays off later because she puts him down. It's like da, da, she holds, holds the, the poor receptionist hostage. They retrieve the thingy. Anyway, all the alarms go off. And as the alarms go off, um, Drax and uh Mantis are like in this big atrium. And uh what's his mush looks like he shoots Drax dead. Um Nathan Fillion. I think, oh my god. We were introduced to Nathan Fillion because he's the one who kills Drax. Like shit. So shoots Drax, everything goes to sit. They yell at um, a group to to bring the um, I can't remember the name of the starship is. It was the uh, Belgrano. <laughs> it was the Belgrano. Um, Trunk gets a Trunk gets um, the ship to bring in. Um, then while he's doing that, Peter's in the room with the receptionist lady. Pulls on the old charm. He goes, "Look." He goes, "I know you're a good person deep down." He goes, "I feel if I could just if you could unlock the console so I could talk to them." feel that we can de-escalate the situation because you know do what's right um do what's right you know do the, do, the, do the good thing like that she unlocks the console like that gamora looks at him like oh fuck you now it worked yeah to which he then goes goes i just needed the console unlocked i'm going to turn the security systems on itself <laughs> yeah that's the security system on itself and it's like one of those things where she put him down but no 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 it doesn't quite work like that um appreciated that that worked um and then they escape off. They find that um, one of the high evolutionaries people got there first and downloaded the code. So they have to go to the high evolutionaries test planet called Counter Earth. Um, sort that out. They get attacked by Adam Warlock uh, at one point again. 
and they find out that Adam you find out that Adam Warlock has been prematurely opened. Um, you meet the High Evolutionary. Uh, it's been prematurely opened, so he hasn't matured properly. Yeah, so he's the equivalent of like a toddler, it's a giant toddler, um, which is very, which is very Disney, putting down mm. the, the male characters and whatnot. Um, mm. I quite liked Adam Warlock. I would have liked to have seen him at his peak. Don't think I'll ever. Well, I don't think I want to see him at his peak now. I would have liked to have seen him at his peak. Um, Will Porter, I think, is the guy who plays him. Yeah. Does a good job playing the character. You've got the High Priestess from from the um, the Sovereign World. And then they explained that the, what do you call it? The um, high evolutionary made the sovereign world. He wanted to make a world that just looked pretty with pretty people in it. And uh, yeah, he was like kind of, no, 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 you're proprietary tech as far as I'm concerned. Um, and he's not very good because I have my other plans. I've got my other things in place to get this thing sorted. Um, the guardians find out that uh, they have to go to Count Earth. So they go to Count Earth. The land, that's where you've got that bit where they land in the world where it's like occupied by weird sheep and bat mm. people and whatnot. And they do the thing that you see on the trailer. But they manage to persuade one of the locals to sort it out. And there's a bit that does kind of bother me in the film. Um, they get this local to sort them out and they, um, Peter and Groot turn around and go, we'll go and take on the high evolutionary and take Nebula, they'll take Nebula with them. That's the first F-bomb with the car when they're trying to get in the car. So they drive off to go and get to the high evolutionary to try and take... Um, Try and take back uh, the code to fix Rocket. Gets in there and um, they meet the they high evolutionary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a Nebula's Marvel making... movie. Yes, yes. They always did want to do it first. So this was the first Marvel movie, an F bomb. So I think there's a clip online where they're trying to get into the car, and Nebula's putting a finger on the key switch, thinking it's the button to open it up. And then it's like, no, because it's a. F- his response is, "It's a fucking door like that. Just open it." Um. Anyway. They drive to the thingy. Um, they go through a scan. They won't let any weapons come through. And he's like, okay, okay fair enough. He goes, Nebula can't come through because you have to detach her arm. She's not taking her arm off. So she'll wait outside. So he says to Mantis and Drax, go stay with the bloody ship. Don't go anywhere, all right? Trust me. So they go up top. They find the guy who stole the code. They meet High Evolutionary. The guy who plays a High Evolutionary, fucking love him as a bad guy. Just evil, just just plain evil. Really enjoyable. I forgot what. Just having a plain evil. Oh, he's not. He's got a sad backstory, and that's why he's like it. No, no, he's just fucking evil. That's it. That's all you need to know. And I'm like, I'll accept that. Just an asshole. Just an (laughs) asshole. Anyway, they meet him. They get surrounded by guards and stuff. And Groot's hidden a load of guns inside of him, so they couldn't pick up on it. And that's the bit you see where Groot's got like seven arms, and he's firing. They're firing pistols and that. Fires pistols, takes out all the guys, saves the, the guy who's got the code in his head. And he turns around and goes, oh, you saved me like that. He turns around and goes, nah, not really like that. They jump out the window together. So he smashes him out the window. Groot then comes down and creates like a weird canopy thing so they can fly down. Peter uses his face as a break. The bad guy's face as a break through a field. He then pulls the code out. they got the code to then fix um, Rocket. They do it. It doesn't quite work. He dies. Um... I knew uh, was going to get it. Hang on, he dies. He then has a Harry Potter moment. So he goes to platform nine and three quarters where it's all white. Um, I haven't done the rocket story, but I'm kind of leaving it off. And then he then comes back. Um, and he's like, kind of, we're going to take this bastard down. He then hears that while they were fighting the high evolutionaries people, Trax and Mantis stole a motorbike, broke on the ship to save them. And now on the high evolutionary ship, which is now taking off as they're going to destroy the planet because the high evolutionary has gone. Now oh, these people didn't work out quite the way I wanted. 
So I'm going to destroy the planet, start all over again. So he's blowing up a planet. That's the bit I was a bit kind of no one. They didn't try to save anyone. They're not the family they were with or any of the people. Just just get as many people into the ship as possible. Um, that kind of bugged me. Um, but hey, it is, it is what it is. Um, anyway, while this is all happening, you're getting flashbacks of, of of Rocket's life and his time with the High Evolutionary and how he, he just literally got hold of a raccoon, uh, filled it through a load of components and then chucked it in with a load of other experiments. So there was an otter in there, there was a rabbit in there and there's a walrus in there. Um, the rabbit's called Floor. The walrus is called Teeth. The otter's called Lila. And because Rocket sees a rocket take off, he wants to be called Rocket because he wants to, you know, see him go out into the sky and whatnot. Um, and then you have this real kind of like sad story about how the evolutionary has been experimenting on them. But for some reason, the experiment that he did with Rocket worked because Rocket showed signs of intelligence and imagination, which was missing from all the other ones. So where he created his his little race of people um, on the, on Counter Earth, they didn't work because they didn't have any imagination. So they they'd be completely dependent on him. He's also created another another race of like kind of little pixie-like girls, um, and they too are lacking this imagination thing. So he wants rockets so he can put the imagination in there to make, you know, good, um, interesting mm. subjects for him to, 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 to run with. So he's put them in there, and it also explains why the Sovereign are like the Sovereign are, because they don't seem to have that much imagination either. That may have been like kind of the, the, like their fatal flaw. So he, he's, he's going through all this stuff. He solves a problem with doing these evolutionary, because he's doing an evolutionary experiment. And what he's finding is that every time he evolves like a tortoise into a six foot man style thing, becomes super, super aggressive. And Rocket's like looking, it goes, well, the, this, if you if you alter that protein thing and do that, that'll limit the amount of thing coming through. And he's like, I never told you that. How did you know that? Because it was obvious, isn't it? How evolutionary is really angry because it's like, kind of, how the fuck did you figure something out that I didn't figure out? Yeah, so he gets a bit of ego in there. Um, and then he turns around and says to him, goes, you're so smart, but you haven't figured out what's happening. He goes, you ain't never getting out of it. He goes, you're a, you know, you're a test subject. He goes, goes tomorrow, because we're going to dissect your brain and figure out what made you work. And he goes and tells the other, he goes, incinerate the other ones while you're at it. So he goes back. He, he's been collecting little bits. You see him collect these little bits every so often. And he's built himself a little swipe key to escape. So he swipes the key out to escape. Is. And he's like, kind of, that's it, we're going to escape. Going to get away to freedom. We're going to see the sky because they've, they've not seen the sky. Yeah, they're going to see the sky. Anyway, the high evolutionary turns up and he fires at him and he misses and he hits Lila. Um, and Rocket loses his shit, jumps on the high evolutionary, claws the fuck out of his face. Yeah. Yeah. So you just see him just go absolutely mental on his face, just clawing it to pieces. Um, and then Rocket then picks up his gun because all the other guards are coming in, shoots loads of guards, turns around to his friends, turns around and goes, let's escape. They've all been shot by the, the bullets that missed him hit them. Yeah, so he's the only survivor. Yeah. And he's like, oh, shh. And he's like kind of, and then he runs, steals an escape thing and then gets off the high evolutionary ship and that's like the last time they ever saw each other. Um, so, yeah, that, that was a good, I like that backstory. It's, it's on the sad side. Um, and then you kind of go through some other bits too, where you, they 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 then encounter the high evolutionary ship, and they use nowhere as a as another ship to fight it. So they 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 set up one thing where they attack in the high evolutionary ship from one side, and then nowhere pops out the other side and starts blowing the shit out of it. Anyway, gets around to it. They they mm -hmm. take out the ship. They rescue as many people as there's this really cool corridor fight that they have 
where they have these hell beast things that they've unleashed. And it's like, I think because of Daredevil, where they had the corridor fight, it was like, oh, let's do a Guardians of the Galaxy now corridor fight. It's all done. Like, it looks like one take where it all goes through. Um, the fighting, it looks fantastic. They're all doing their thing. No one looks like they're being undercut or missold or any of that crap. Um, and then goes through the ship. They 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 rescue a load of people. They rescue the kids. Drax apparently is really good with these little girls. Yeah, he really wants to looks after them. And and it's like kind of they're they're stuck in this cell and they're trying to talk. And so I have no idea what language they're using. But Drax knows language. To which he's replying, "You you didn't ask me." This guy knew what they're saying because you didn't ask me. So he he talks to them and he manages to 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 tear them up and whatnot. And he, they save all the kids. And then Rocket goes back as no need to save all the animals too. Save all the animals. And then they get into a fight with a high evolutionary. Um, and then beat the shit out of him, beat the shit out of him as a group, and then um, what's a mush, a green one, Gamora pins him down, and he's got like if you've seen the thing, he's got like a face covering, and the mm, face covering, that. and this is yeah, and and this is the bit where I'm like, ooh, might not be for smaller children, because they pull off his face covering, and Rocket has fucked him up properly. He's got no, he's he's scarred, he's got like bits of lip and like bone and all this other stuff underneath. It is properly gory. Um, I liked it, but that's because I'm me. Um, and uh, yeah, that happens. Adam Warlock helps them out, uh, and then as they as they as as the the high evolution ship's moving away from nowhere, um, Star Lord jumps out to try and get onto the thing. He misses. Yeah, he almost gets there. He misses. He's not got he's not not quite not quite, 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 quite enough momentum to get there. And then he like starts freezing in space and he hasn't got his helmet and he hasn't got his rocket boots and his face starts swelling up and they're all looking and Groot's trying to reach out for him and it's just debris and shit everywhere and you're like, oh, oh shit. Um, and then Adam Warlock saves him. <laughs> so Adam Warlock saves him and you're like, oh, thank fuck for that. Yeah, you're, oh, good, they're good. And saves him. They're they fucking with this... you, are they? It sounds they like they're fuck fucking with you. They fuck yeah. with you all the way through the film and they do it with... Um, um oh, what's his face um drax the most i feel and then we got to the end and then you saw that and then it's at the end at the ending still bittersweet so he then says they have this really awkward hug thing which i quite enjoyed because adam warlock's like i saved him and it's like everyone's like hugging him like this big group thing and adam warlock's like no no, no fuck it and then like joins him with the awkward hug um they get back to nowhere and then they all have a little kind of sit down and a chat and Peter's like kind of you know what my my I haven't seen my grandfather he's still alive he's still on earth I should go and see him and they've kind of hinted at this all the way through and and sort that out and Nebula turns around and goes I can't be in a Gardens of the Galaxy we need to rebuild nowhere we wrecked this place got wrecked in the fight and we you know we need uh, you know our duty is to look after these people I need to make sure this stuff is all rebuilt so everyone can you know, can live well and whatnot and plus the Gardens of the Galaxy needs someone to go back to too um so got that there and then drax is like kind of um i i don't and drax is like i don't know what to do with myself to which i think i think it's mantis turns around and says because you need to be a dad and nebula says to do things because those kids really love you they really like you you should help bring them up and he decides to stay on nowhere looking after the kids um and then mantis is like kind of you know what because there's all, all this bits changed and that i think i'm gonna leave I'm gonna um, I'm gonna go and ex go and do a bit of exploring, find out who I really am because all I've been doing is I've been from my entire life I took my orders from Ego and then mm. took my orders from you guys from Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm not saying it was a bad thing, but 
I want to see what I'm like when I'm not being led around, when I'm leading myself around and whatnot. Yeah. And that was quite, you know, that kind of thing. Um, Gamora goes back to the space pirates, not really part of their, their kind of crew. Um, and then um, Rocket is like kind of, well, um, thanks, you know, I love you guys, this, that, and the other. And um, he says, Peter turns and goes, finally, you're now the leader, you're the captain, like that, because we don't have any doubt. And it then cuts to a couple of sequences uh, towards the end. So they all go their separate ways. So it feels like an ending ending, which I'm happy mm-hmm. with. So they all go their separate ways. And um, Peter goes back to Earth and he, he spends time with his grandpa and he meets him and gives him a big hug and this, that and the other. And it's quite nice. And then it cuts to cuts to the, like, the, the post-credit scene where he's eating cereal with his dad and he's moaning about the neighbour cutting the lawn at like seven o'clock in the morning or whatever. And I'm like thinking, God, please don't be a Disney Plus series about Star-Lord just living on Earth as a normal person. That would be dull as fuck, but I could imagine that Disney would try it. And then there's another one where you see Rocket as, as the leader of the Guardians of the Galaxy and you've got Groot, you've got Kraglin with his thing, um, and you've got um, Cosmo and Adam Warlock. And they're all trying to help. And he's like, kind of, he goes, you know, isn't this a bit, you know, should we be doing this? He goes, they can't defend themselves. We can help let's help them yeah which is like good because he's kind of evolved and he's less selfish um which is good for like a character um again so i really enjoyed that star lord doesn't end up with gamora gamora doesn't no. come back as gamora no, no. Uh. she does spend time with them and she looks like she's coming back especially when they fight like high evolutionary at the end yeah because she's like kind of dude this feels good doing something good trying to put you know, good into the world this 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 like works um and then no it doesn't work out in the end unfortunately so it's one of those things i i I enjoyed it as i said this is where i get off um i think it's the best time to get off i'll be honest with you i don't blame you there's nothing in the lineup there's nothing in the marvel lineup marvel or in a serious amount of shit blade 2 apparently um blade 2 uh issues with blade 2 yeah Big issues because yep. what matey because matey Bob's uh, an Oscar winning actor kind of demands that he has decent scripts and bits to work with, and they've given him whatever they've given him, and he's turned around and going, No, this is crap. Well, because the, the thing is, if he's if he's clever, he goes, I know what Blade looks like, yeah, I've watched Blade, I've watched Wesley Snipes with Blade, it needs to be as good or better, and that's probably his argument for everything. Um, so mm. there may be some, there may be some that with that because he's made he's made himself. Um, known that he wants to do a good film, which I think is good. But it is you'll you'll enjoy it. You really will enjoy it. You should watch it. I will try and get it in this week. Um, you, it's better than um, two, not as good as okay. one. Better than two. All right. And that, well, if I, well, look, I enjoyed two. I it's not as good as one, but if it's better than two, I will go and see it. I, I will take your recommendation. Um, uh, yeah, you need to watch Silo. It's some proper actually quite decent science fiction um it's a bit mystery boxy um i do know where it's going so it's not a mystery box to me i i do know where it's going and they drop a few hints so if you're intelligent enough you're going to work out some of it in the first two episodes right you you won't work out everything but you'll figure out some of it it's based on a set of novels 
Um, Apple has clearly spent some fucking money on this because it's got proper sets. Um, but it opens up. Now, I, I can't, I'll, and I have to get it. Look, do you remember the black dude that was in Spooks, the English guy? Um, and he's been in loads of Hollywood movies now. Um, but he was in Spooks. Oh, uh, uh, David, yeah, yeah. So it starts off with him, right? And he's walking through. You don't really know the if you don't know anything about it. He's walking through, right? And, and you find out later it's the silo. But he's walking through this thing, and he arrives at work. And he says hello to everybody. Then he says, and then you see he's a sheriff, right? And then he says to his um, his companion, you know, "Meet me in 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 um, like jail cell number three. And he walks into jail cell three, locks himself in there, and throws the key out. And you're like, what the fuck? Like that. And then matey boy comes in, his, his buddy, and he and he goes, I've been thinking. And he's matey boy, just don't say it. Don't say it. And he's like, I want to go outside. And you're like, what? But that, but the way the music plays, it's like, okay, this is a big fucking thing. Um, and then you start flashing back three years. And you start getting the backstory of why he wants to go outside. Um, and I'm not going to ruin it for you because you, you've got to watch it. But each character earns their place so far. Um, yes, it's 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 kind of female led, but she isn't awesome. Um, and it is Rebecca episode, Ferguson, if I'm right. Yes, but yes, she doesn't so turn that, up until win. right. <laughs> she doesn't turn up until the end of the first episode. Right, it's very much the sheriff's story, right? And and what is unique, and I I know this, so I I knew imme- immediately. Um, they they do something pretty brave at the end of the first episode, right? But that's only the beginning, uh, and then you get to meet Re- Rebecca Ferguson's character, and she's an engineer under you know at the bottom of the silo. And everything's not as it seems, right? You've got these sheriffs. You've got the IT department. <laughs> this sinister IT department, which I was like, damn. Right? Everybody's scared of the IT department. Fuck me. I'm doing something wrong in my job because they should be bloody scared. Um, and, 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 you know, the head of the IT department is played by, um, what's his face? Shawshank Moss Dempsey. from IT Crowd. No, I wish it was. Um, it's played by Tim. Um, what's his face? Shawshank Redemption. Um, Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins, right? And he's kind of like sinister. And you've got the sheriff, and then you've got something called the judiciary. And, and I don't know what they are. They're kind of like almost Gestapo-like, except like, it's like a black dude. But they walk around like these these, these black leather jumper, and 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 they're called the judiciary. And I don't really know what their setup is yet, or what their beef is. Right, but you've got the judiciary, you've got the sheriff, you've got this town mayor who wants to keep everything sort of like you know, doesn't want any kind of revolution or anything. She's played by an English actress. You've got like the the really annoying wife who was kind of I think she was in EastEnders, and then she was a really annoying wife in the Detectorists. You know, uh, you know who she is the minute you see her. She's an English actress, uh, but she was like the the sort of wife in the Detectorists of the the head of the Detectorists Association, and she plays this nut bar who isn't quite as nutty as it, you know, first turns out. She's in the first episode, but I think basically the premise is they are all living in a silo, 
there are certain rules. You're, if you say you want to go outside, that breaks the rules, and you and you are sent outside, and you're given the option to clean the camera because there's like these screens throughout the side of the sea outside, and that gets dirtier as time goes on. When they go outside, they they every one of them cleans, and you don't know why, right? Because what they see is this wasteland, right? But -hmm. when these people go outside, they all look up and, um, um, you know, amaze, and then they clean the screen, and then they promptly die. Um, that that's not a spoiler because the minute you 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 see outside, you see sort of three people in in hazmat suits all lying dead on the floor. Yeah, you get to see that. Um, so there, there's, there's that. Artifacts are found, and artifacts are strictly banned. So artifacts from, are, are strictly banned. You find out 140 years ago there was some kind of revolution. It, it, it's kind of like there's a Zion feel from the Matrix to it, mm-hmm. without the weird dancing, although there is a celebration called Freedom Day. Um, so there's kind of like not to the level of like you know hippie matrixy revolution style dancing scene but there is something like that it's kind of got a city of ember feel to it as well if you ever saw that film or the books it's all those kind of post-apocalyptic underworld underground things but not always is is is, is as it seems and you definitely get that kind of feeling um two episodes really enjoyed it i found it really quite engaging it, it it's it's proper good sci-fi so far um and it's watchable uh the characters are interesting uh there's certainly enough mystery there's a shitload of fucking famous actors in it um but the, all the characters are kind of likable in their own way there's mysteries but you want to find out there are little answers as you go through it there's flashbacks and stuff it is mystery box but not jj abraham's mystery box this is going somewhere this is set on three novels. The novels do kind of end. There is meant to be a fourth novel coming. I don't know how they're going to do that. It might be kind of like City of Ember, where after whatever happens, happens. Um, this is starting off where the first novel is. The second novel is a prequel. Um, so I don't know how they're fitting that in, if they'll do that in, in flashbacks, but it's kind of important, prequel, um, because it sets up the third the third one. Um I listen to them as audiobooks, so I know where this is going. But I really liked the TV series. I think it's well cast. Um, I like what they did in the first episode. It very much follows the first story because the novel is a set of short stories combined, told from different aspects, told from different characters' aspects, right? Juliet, um, uh, what's her face, is, is, is kind of central to all of it. She is kind of the key to everything, but in a good way, and it's earned, certainly in the novels, yeah. and it seems to be so far in 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 the books. Uh, the sets are fantastic. They've clearly built some big sets for this. I mean, some of it's digitized, but it's had some money spent on it, and it's it's well written. It's well well written, well acted, and it's intriguing sci-fi. I think you'll enjoy it, and I, I I'm not going to spoil it because I want you to enjoy it. I think you'll get a hint. Of where it's going. Oh, oh, wait, Alexa, switch on the lights. Stupid cat. Um, <laughs> um, it sounds uh, very Fallout esque. There is definitely some Fallout to it, but the, the, it is based on novels. It, it is and it isn't. Right? That, that, it's post apocalyptic, 
but not everything is as it seems. And actually, there is a quite a sci-fi premise to it. Uh, it is science fiction. Uh, people keep calling it science fiction. In these first two episodes, it's kind of like, it's post-apocalyptic. How much is it, of this is sci-fi? It's definitely like a Matrix feel to it in some places. Um, sort of Matrix Zion feel to it. Um mm. But it it seems to be t it seems to be towing the line of the book, which means it's going to get really good. Um, so um, I enjoyed the books. I enjoyed the first two episodes. I I liked the casting. I actually think Tim Robbins he's a sinister motherfucker, and he does it well. The brief time you see him on the screen in this in this first episode, he does it well. Um, um, it's got some big 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 names in it. Um, it, you will enjoy it. I think. I think you would enjoy it. Uh, it, 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 it's going somewhere. Trust me. It's not lost. This, this there, there is a source material, right? And they have been written, and the source material does have an ending. Even though he is announced in two years ago, he was writing another book. I don't know where that's going to fit in, because it does kind of have an ending. It's not like Metro twenty thirty three, is it? No. But there's like they're locked in, but there's things that have evolved on the outside. No. Okay. So into the artifacts, I'm sure there were artifacts in 20. Uh, artifacts are they find like a Pez dispenser and a hard drive, right? They find a hard drive that's got like plans of the silo on it, right? But if you look closely enough, you'll figure out one of the things, <laughs> right? Okay. Um, you'll figure out one of the things some people have already picked up on it that don't know the source text right there are plans for the silo just pay attention to the name um, so um, but uh, it's there the answers are there right it's it's kind of like a bit like how he wrote Picard season 3 you look closely enough all the fucking answers are there he gave you the answers in the end credits some of them you guess. Yes, no, yeah, they, they did. It was annoying because we all knew the answers, but we didn't know how they worked. Yeah. Because it was so like, oh, clearly this is this. and You you definitely get some of the thing. I mean, the first episode, they find this hard drive. And this hard drive is kind of like a, a key to certain things. Um, and What's-A-Face doesn't turn up until right towards the end of the first episode. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I, I, I thought it was really well done. Um, I, I, it, I'm not going to spoil it for you because I, I think it, it's brave what they do. Um, and uh, it toes the line of the book, and casting such a well-known role uh, name in the role of the first sheriff, um, is brave. And um, yeah, I think you're going to like it. I'm looking forward to the third episode because the third episode is kind of the Tim Robbins episode. You know, fucking I, sinister IT manager. Damn, I've got to take some from fucking cues from this book. From, from <laughs> sinister IT manager. Right, the IT department, they're feared. Why are the IT department so feared? You know, you know certain things are going on, right? There's control, there's weird rules. You've got to get permission to, to give birth. This is done via computer screen. You don't know who's giving the permission out. It's not an AI. Oh, my God, um, it's the people in severance. No. <laughs> I'm joking, joking, but it could but be. But you have to get permission to give birth. Um, you, uh, they, every human, like the females, have like this birth control device that has, you know, you can't get that removed until 
uh, you get permission, and, and and there's things like that. So there's there's all these rules. You've got this judiciary that are constantly watching it. Artifacts are like artifacts are like like a Pez dispenser, <laughs> you know, something from before, if you like. They're not allowed to know. No one knows what happened 140 years ago because records are not kept. It, it, it's all a bit sort of mystery. But it has a payoff, and it's pretty okay. good. Um, and there is a lot there. The, the, the story is a good one. Um, I, I don't know what parts of all of the novels they're going to adapt because the second novel is a prequel, but it's a it's a prequel for a reason. Um, and and again, it adds to the third and final. Well, not final book now. <laughs> but uh, it's good. And, and Apple have clearly spent some money on it. But they've spent money, I think, in the right way. They've spent money on production. It look, it goes good. But they've got big names in it, and it's well acted. And it seems to be so far well directed and well written. And I kind of like the mayor. She's played by an English actress we've seen quite a few times. Um, uh, it's full of English actors. I'm pretty damn sure it was shot in England. <laughs> Most of the fucking cast is English. <laughs> so, um, I'm pretty sure it was filmed in England. I'm pretty sure. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if it's filmed next door to the office. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if it was Pinewood. Certainly big sets. Yeah. But yeah, worth it. Um, so yeah, if you want some good sci-fi, uh, I can't believe I'm actually saying this. Get Apple TV. <laughs> yeah, well, I've there's got been some then. good shit on Apple TV. You you called Severance, which was damn good, right? You've called Blackbird, which is damn good, right? Um, I I, 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 I never thought I, I, I that, that f- yeah, but you root for him right from the start. I mean, he's a drug dealer. He turns up, and like this sinister fucker, he gets a pillow for him. It's like, oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> yeah. He's, and yeah, even, yeah, you know, yeah. even though there's the whole drug thing, you're fucking me over kind of thing, there is kind of this weird respect in that opening scene. Um, it, it's weird. And, uh, yeah, anyway, and yeah, the dude from fucking Cobra Kai is a complete loser. He's a creepy, sinister motherfucker in this. Does such a good job. Does such a good job. He really does. He's and can't watch him in Cobra Kai now. When his Cobra Kai comes back and the Stingray's in there, I can sit there and go, you're the creepy pedo from fucking Blackbird. I mean, that dude's an actor. Because mm. fuck me, you don't see Stingray. You see one creepy fucked up motherfucker. But they, look, you've got Taron Egerton. And the thing is, Taron Egerton is an extremely likable character actor. Mm. Um, and and he's no different in this. But Ray Liotta looking so fucked up in this. Oh. Although Ray Liotta looks even worse in Cocaine Bear. Any fucking film, man. Someone cocked it. It's, yeah, he was. As much as it's a stupid nice. film, it's a shame that's his final film because he deserves better than that. Actually, in many ways, um, but you know, he's kind. Of, he's kind of good in this so far. I'm on episode three. Um, I will finish it. I will finish it. Um, I had to watch Silo though. I had to get that out of the way because is it on weekly? Is it is it finished? Is it just no? We've got the first two episodes and then weekly. So third episode coming up, but it's worth getting into. Um, it's worth getting into. I've kind of gone off Ted Lasso at the moment. I, I just it's not. No, it, 
I think it, it came kind of came back. Did you watch the last one? Yeah, but uh, again, I, I just I can't get it. I, the, the Keeley lesbian relationship. I just don't buy it. I'm sorry. I just no, don't no, buy that's it. that's that's only there to 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 push it back towards Roy at the end. That's what it's there for. And did you see you the, put- the hint that when when and, and Ted emptied his pocket and he had the little green matchbook? Yeah, I'm like, is he going to get together with what's a mush? Don't know. It's interesting. I just, I just some of the shit politics I don't like, and I really wish they wouldn't put in there, especially when they're ill. I think he's going to get back with his wife. Personally, I think they 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 they're hinting at that. Um, I didn't like Roy being that kind of guy. I didn't like what they did with Roy Keane though. I, no, I didn't like no, him no, asking Keeley. No, I know what he was trying. He was he, he. I knew what he was trying to do. They put it across really poorly because what he was trying to do was. Who did you make the video for? Because if you'd have made it for me, I would have felt really flat. That's what he was going to say. And he fucked it up. He wanted to do that, but you know, Roy, Roy, don't do, Roy doesn't do feelings. He was trying I to know, do it, but, but he fucked it up. I hope you're right by that, because that bothered me hugely. Because uh, he's never been that type of guy. He's always no, been... That's, that's, that's why it wasn't the thing he was doing. All right. That's why it wasn't the thing he was doing. He just tried something and fucked it up because he doesn't do emotions. And I like the fact that when he got to the end, you had Jamie and he was like, it was me. Yeah. Because uh, what's your password for email password? And she gave him a big open one. Thank you. At least I know. At least I know. Yeah, but there. Jamie was sweet in that. And, and, and the redemption of Jamie's character has been brilliant, actually. Um, I, I did enjoy him and Roy Keane around Amsterdam. That whole thing, I, I I genuinely enjoyed. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with Rebecca, um, but she's right about the. I just, I'm, I'm sorry, I just can't do the the, the key lesbian thing. Just doesn't work for me. It just does oh, not. She's only there to be, work for me she, on any she, level. It's, they've already they've already just started destroying that relationship. Yeah, but, but uh, yeah, it shouldn't have been there. That that bothered me right from the offset. Um, it, it was there because Apple was ticking a box. Um. And it didn't feel right. It it just doesn't feel right. So Not for her but, as a character. No. No. It's just like the seven or nine lesbian thing doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel right. And it's no, not because oh she's hot. Like I know gay yeah. women. I, I've known enough of them. Right. You know, some of them are good friends of mine, right? Seven or nine was never a gay woman, right? No offense. Neither is Keely. So, see, the thing with Seven and Nine is there's a bit where Harry Kim is like talking to her and he's like, she goes, do you want to have sex? She literally just goes, do you want to have sex? And he's like, uh, uh, uh. It's like, Harry, the answer is yes. The question is, is uh, look, when we're done, can you not send me a report on my performance? Because <laughs> I know that's what you do. <laughs> the worst thing is you'd file it away <laughs> from the, like on my medical records or something. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, 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 she's going to get back to with, with Roy at the end. Yeah. She's yeah, going to get it, back it, with her at the end. Jamie Tart's going to win them the FA Cup or, or, or something. Yeah. He's going to do something very supreme for them. Uh, he's going to be a really good footballer because that's where he's going for that. Ted, Ted is going to leave because it's a bit, it's a bit too, being here is a bit too, too difficult. Um, Nate's going to, Nate's probably going to take his place though. 
I think Nate's working on Redemption too, which is quite nice. I because found Nate he had the bit... really annoying, but there we but go. He's supposed to it... be, but I love the yeah. fact that they t- it was like kind of my son wants to go and watch a football game on my day off, and there's only one football game nearby, and it just happens to be his game. So they went and saw that game, and he waved at him, and he kind of he kind of acknowledged him. He looked at him, and then at the end of it, he's looking at the thing, and he's like. He's smiling because he's like, kind of, I do miss this sort of thing. I do like these people. These are my people, blah, 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 that sort of thing. Because he's got he's in a loving, kind of caring relationship other than being with Rupert, who's a complete arsehole. Um, mm-hmm. But last week, the, the thing with the fucking refugees, it's like, oh. I know, I know, oh. I know. I know, I know, I found that. Yeah. Any, any, any who. Um, um, we've, been, we've been going a while. We've, we've, we've done well. Yes, we have been going a while. Um, and yes, so so we're not um, here next week, are we? We are not here next week, unfortunately. I have to uh, go to the deepest depths of the dark, the the, the Isan of Thailand. Um, so it's going to be yeah, yeah. We'll be back in two weeks. Watch Silo. I will have finished Blackbird. I promise. Yes. Sorry, sorry, guys. We, it, 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 it's weird because it kind of kind of turned into a direct conversation between two of us. So, uh, on another note, um. I don't know if he's doing it later today, but be a stupid gamer um, streams um, Among Us at uh, I think it's between like eight and eleven UK time, and um, come watch us because we just mess around. It's fun, mm. so go watch, go see, go watch be a stupid gamer stream. Um, and Bill, for, thanks for joining us as always. Um, I go look, get corrected. 7 p.m. UK time. There you go. Hopefully, I'll be there. I've got a family engagement I need to go to. I'm hopefully I'll be back. Um, and yes, it is a blast. Nigel joined us last time, um, and he did what I did because I think the first time I was invited, the first time I got to be the imposter, the first person I killed was my host. <laughs> not not you, as in be a stupid gamer. He was like kind of he, he for him it was like plug the podcast, and I went and plugged him. <laughs> Nigel did a similar thing. Yeah, the first person Nigel killed off was me, and then the thing was be a stupid game was the second person. And hit you. Oh. I um, what was that I could be arranged. Do something that could be arranged. You still I'm owe sorry. me two t-shirts, Keith. Yeah, but he wants a t-shirt with Nigel's face on it, and 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 that 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 means he's probably going to do evil things. Uh, and and I, yeah, I like yeah. that. Idea. Uh, right, how, oh, we love you? Nigel. Oh, we love Nigel too. He is the Nigel. Yes, he is the Nigel, yes. But um, yeah, his face can Ginger be disturbing. Legend. Yes. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Nigel's playing um, Jedi Survivor at the moment as well. I think yes, he identifies with the character. Kids. Ginger. I love the fact there's a ginger in a game. Ginger so, hero. What minority? What minority hasn't been represented? Ginger people. Ginger hero. <laughs> Ginger hero. So, yes. Oh, so um, thanks very much for listening, and uh, we'll be back not next week, but the week weeks. after. Yeah. So have a fun one. Catch you later. Bye bye. Bye bye.